take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the balance between self-care and care for the relationship, which is a very tricky thing that most people don't know how to do. Yeah, and it's not conscious. You know, when we interview a couple and we ask them about these kind of things, like where they spend their time, and it's like their life became reactive. Like, how did you decide how much time to spend together, how much time to care for yourself, how much time to... Because it has to shift. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of a relationship, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your own hobbies, you have um, your own routine, working out, just doing things for yourself. And, and then, you have a lot of time. And you have a lot of time for it. And then when you get into a relationship with someone, now there's this merger that happens. And most people, they find that that time that they had for themselves is in competition with the relationship. And in the beginning, you want to spend that time in the relationship. Because you get all those yummy neurotransmitters from hanging out with someone and falling in love, and you don't even care about food or sleep. Right, <laughs> right. And you know, if which you is have not a bunch sustainable. Of, which is why you can't live like that forever. Yeah, and I mean, if you have a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. your friend group now starts to feel that because mm-hmm. you are now spending less time with them, and you're spending more time with your new partner, and they might be saying something about it too. Right. So this is a really tricky thing, as I said, and very delicate. And and a lot of people, they feel like, I'm not going to change my life for this person that I'm in a relationship with. And that ends up causing a lot of problems in the relationship. It actually is really a choice to be in a relationship and to choose a lifestyle of considering living with caring for another person and not just yourself. And you can't, you really can't have both, at least not well. No, no. You you know, I, I had this thought about a stool. Like a number two? No, no. Like a stool that you sit on. Oh. Okay. You know, it, it's it, three-legged, three-legged stool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you have two legs, it's not going to stand up. But with three legs, it co- it creates this stability. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so when you're thinking about your own self and your partner thinks about themselves, right, caring for themselves, and then you both are thinking about caring for the relationship, and if it is balanced, then it creates this stable structure. But if it is imbalanced, then you're going to fall over. I like that analogy because, you know, I just did that talk on balance. And one of the things that I was sort of arguing is when you're totally in balance, you're not in motion. Yeah. You're perfectly just stable. And I was using like a teeter-totter, like if it's perfect, it's Mm -hmm. not going to go up or down. It's just going to be perfectly horizontal. And it's the movement, you know, uh, and relationships go from balance to imbalance to balance to imbalance. Just like you were saying, the adjustment period of of bonding with someone and where that pulls on your time changes again when there's a baby that comes into the picture or kids leave the house, there's an empty nest or someone changes jobs or whatever those things are. And everyone says, well, I would love to go back. Yeah, go back to the way things were. And (laughs) it is absolutely impossible to do that. And I think that's where a lot of couples go wrong is they try to meet that bar that was set when they were younger or when things were different. And now that things have shifted in the relationship, well, now that balance has to be shifted as well. And we were talking earlier about this, you know, there was that one couple that we were working with and, uh, my client, he was a runner. So he spent a lot of time, you know, training for marathons. And that was a really big part of his life. And then when he met his wife, she was kind of into running too, but not as much as him. And when they started their relationship and developing the relationship, um, it started to become a competition between the time he was spending running and the relationship. And she wanted him to stop running or at least stop putting as much time into it. And so he found himself in this really this really difficult position because it, it was something that gave him a lot of pleasure in his life. It was really important to him. And now he was finding that it's almost like an ultimatum, that he had to cut back on something that gave him a lot of energy and, and now have to spend that time and energy in the relationship. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of things that are the negotiation points of relationships. And if you're in a relationship with someone who that that works for, then it's not a problem. And sometimes it might work at some times. And then you change and it doesn't work anymore. You know, like maybe they didn't have kids yet. And now there's kids and every day he's taking a couple hours to himself. Right. And she's not getting the hours. Well, and it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, the difficult time started happening once they had their first child. Yeah. Right. Because now things have shifted in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the investment or the time, you know, that you're investing has to shift also. I mean, of course, you, you have to give time and energy to your, your kids. But now, a lot of times for couples, it's at the expense of the relationship and at the expense of themselves. To the point that a lot of times when we are meeting with couples for the first time, they're not spending any time together on the relationship, and they're not spending any time on themselves as well. And all of that time is going to their career and also the kids. 
I'm sort of thinking about this idea of when you are first getting into a relationship, it's sort of like being on vacation. And you kind of temporarily step back from your responsibilities and you have a lot of time to party and have fun and check out new things and and it's not sustainable because you're on vacation and you can't live like that. Mm-hmm. And then the work kind of sets in, you know, that work of choosing, you know, what am I going to modify in my life to make room for this person? And where can I not modify? What do I have to do for me because that's who I am? And how do you balance all that out? And when people say they want to go back to that vacation period, they have no idea what's on the other side after they do the work, after they really struggle with the work, right? And so if we talk about your runner buddy... Um, Client. I mean, it wasn't my buddy. <laughs> the, the runner guy. Um, was he avoiding other things in his life by dedicating so much to running? Was he not facing certain things? And to me, those things are opportunities when there's a friction in that third leg of your stool, right? And maybe the other parts are balanced in each individual person, but the relationship becomes out of balance. Then you have to start to look at something because a relationship is a reflection. Your partner reflects who you are back to you. And you cannot see that by yourself. You know, like I have that quirky thing where I don't like dishes in front of me at, <laughs> at the table. Right. Which I would never have known that about myself until you guys started laughing about it. Because I'd like put, t- I'd take the dishes and put them on another table, like in a restaurant. Right. Like I just don't like them there, you know. And I grew up with a really crowded kitchen table with 11 of us sitting around this table. So there was always like, you were always jammed in. And so that's like something about me that I didn't really realize. I wonder if any of my siblings have that. That's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, that is. So, relationship gives you this opportunity when there's that friction and to say, you know, can I grow through this? Can I change? Can I do something better? And there's things I I know in our relationship that were fine for us, you know, 15, 20 years ago that are completely unacceptable now Mm -hmm. and things that were unacceptable 20 years ago that are fine now. And it's, it's just a matter of when you bump into those things and you work at it, what do you learn about yourself? How do you grow? How do you become? It's just not painless to do it. Well, I, I like that you use the word opportunity because it is an opportunity for growth. And you have a choice on whether you're going to accept the opportunity or not to grow. Because some people, when they're faced with that, maybe this feedback, this reflection from their partner, And they're presented with this opportunity to find a new balance between taking care of themselves and taking care of the relationship, taking care of the family, all of that. Many times they feel like they shouldn't have to change, right? That I am not going to change for anybody, right? You should just accept me. You should just accept me for who I am, right? And if you are asking me to change, then you know, this is this relationship isn't going to work. And it's that inflexibility that people run into, and it, continue, continue, it continues 
to keep the relationship out of balance. And ultimately, it, it destroys the relationship. Right. Because a relationship is about giving. And it is about making changes and growing together. And again, if we go back to what is the payoff of it? What's the payoff of giving and merging with another person and creating a life together? And it's a really interesting thing because you don't know the payoff until you get there. It's just a lot of work. It's like working out. Right. I, I was just, I kind of had a flashback of one of our podcasts with Aaron and Manya. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they're like stunt people and acrobats. And they were talking about, do you remember this story? They were talking about uh, balancing on a horse mm-hmm. with her, like him and her, and they just couldn't get it. Yeah. They were having trouble. And this was something that they didn't have problems with before. Mm-hmm. And they found out that she was pregnant. Yeah. And so it was that change, you know, just that that well, her subtle center change, of right, changed in her body yeah. that yeah. that kept them out of balance, and they weren't able. They didn't know, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to compensate for that and find the new balance, right? right? So it that's you know the relationship is always changing, it's always evolving, and if you try to remain where you're at and not not change anything, not find that new balance, it's not going to work. Yeah, you know what I like about your thoughts about Erin uh, Amanya is she changed. Right, and right. And he didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he had to figure out how to adapt to her change. Is that fair? I don't think fairness has any place in a committed relationship. Right, because it's about choice. It's not about um, rules and things like that. Right, and there are definitely going to be times when, you know, things are slanted in one direction or the other. Is it fair? No, but that's not what life is, right? <laughs> and especially within a relationship, it's it's about the the giving, you know, and it's about being there for your partner, you know, because they may be in a difficult spot. You know, we watched that movie Worth the other day and, you know, 9-11, 20 years just passed. And it's really interesting if anyone's watched anything about any of the stories of what people went through that day. And what was really incredible are most people that were capable of picking up their phone and calling someone did. And who did they call? And this idea that we say, you know, in the end, all that matters is your relationships. And that's part of the investment. And sometimes we don't even know that until the end. We don't even know how much someone has been there for us, loved us, shared a life with us until it's about to end. And then we go, oh, crap. I didn't spend any time appreciating that or whatever. You know, I don't think anyone called their stocks and saw how much money was in the bank in that moment when they're on the plane or in the tower. Right. You know, they're calling their person saying, hey, I want you to know I love you. And maybe we need that from time to time to get out of balance in order to find our ways back to each other when we get off track 
We definitely need that perspective, Mm -hmm. and we lose that perspective. And finding that balance between taking care of yourself, taking care of your relationship, as you are hearing us, is is an ever-evolving thing. And just like a relationship is a, a growing, living, growing thing, you have to invest in it. You have to feed it. And you have to balance that, feeding yourself, feeding your relationship, being able to grow something that is going to give back to you in the end. You know, I just took some time this week to kind of reflect on my life, and I really realized how much I had to, not had to, but chose to let go of or not invest in in my life in order to be in this relationship with you. And, you know, I was a single mom. I was 30 years old when I met you. I had bought a condo. I had bought several cars. I had been in this world as a human being, as an individual person for a long time. And now I hardly ever drive a car. I've never ordered an Uber. You haven't? No. I've rented a car once because me and Dean went on a trip. Um, There's just a lot of things I've just never done because you do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the contemplation of if you weren't here to do it, do I know how to do it? And some of that is, is part of being in a relationship. You know, some of the hobbies I used to do or... Um, you know, when we did the hike, I mean, that took a ton of time and I did a lot of miles without you, you know, and, and I remember cause it's football season, you would have, you would like to watch the football games. I don't really care that much about the football games. And so I'd walk while you were watching football or something. And if I had to choose, if I had a preference, I probably would have wanted to spend time with you. And that's a really important thing to me that's more important than a lot of things. And investing in this relationship and walking through whatever stressors happen and learning and growing from that is a really big passion of mine. I'm assuming yours as well or we wouldn't be doing this work. Right. And it's, there is a part, there is a part of yourself you can't always... I don't think there's anything that I do that doesn't impact you. And I don't think there's anything you do that doesn't impact me. Not anymore. No, we we have created such a symbiotic, you know, life together, not just in personal, you know, our personal life, but also business. And I mean, everything revolves around, you know, the time and energy that we put into our relationship together. And for us, the self-check that we have to do is to be able to balance the personal time, the time that we need to be spending on ourselves individually, growing and trying to learn what we're supposed to learn individually because we put so much time and energy and investment into the relationship. So everyone out there, we are everyday people and you know we also have our own challenges to overcome as well and so that's why this topic is a is a really big one 
because we, if we have, you know, trouble or challenges along the way in finding that balance, then you know that this is a real thing that everyone struggles with. You know, I saw somewhere, I think it's Gottman's work, and it had something about triggers, like what triggers you. And I don't remember the whole list, but the things on the list are like being left out, um, not knowing about information, um, feeling rejected, all, all that kind of stuff that is when you're in a relationship, when those things happen, they're really painful. And it's so much easier to be in relationship with people where that stuff doesn't matter so much. Like hanging out with your friends or going to work or being with your kids. Th- those relationships are never going to be as painful. They're never going to feel as rejecting or as, um, you know, and I think it's a really at a really basic primal level of survival when your partner rejects you or abandons you, that, that you feel like the world just became very unsafe. Those are the most painful, two of the most painful emotions that you will go through when you are in a committed partnership is that rejection and abandonment and also the fear that you are going to be abandoned and the fear that you're going to be rejected. And that is very difficult for people. And that's why people would tend to spend more time with friends or tend to spend more time with their kids because you're avoiding, you know, that, that, those feelings. Do you think we have those feelings in order to drive us closer to our partner, to be careful with our partner, to make sure that we're not careless in maybe forgetting to mention something or not letting them in the loop of something or not including them in some way that is probably done from a place of just not thinking about it, not intentional, not trying to, you know, reject or abandon your partner, but it it maybe just didn't cross your mind. I think it highlights the fragility and complexity of that primary partnership, right? We've always said that a committed partnership is the greatest source of pleasure and also pain. And that is the difficult part here, right? Is that in order to have that great love and bond, you also have to face these really primal, uncomfortable emotions like rejection and abandonment. Yeah, because if you don't feel that and you don't care, then you also can't be bonded. It goes in both directions. I was just thinking about that from a, since we all always like to talk about developmental things. I mean, when human beings lived in tribes, your physical survival depended on the tribe. And it was a matter of if rejection meant death. Right. Abandonment meant right. death. A- absolutely, right. If and, you're rejected from the tribe, you're out there in the wilderness on your own. Yeah, yeah. and if... We don't have that anymore. Survival isn't dependent on the relationships anymore. Anyone can get a job and go to the store and buy their food. And, you know, you don't have to hunt. You don't have to have skills. You don't have to know things like you did back then. And so everything now is much more emotional. Mm -hmm. 
And, and it's the emotion of it, not death, physical death, but that emotional pain. And I think that's why anxiety and depression have just skyrocketed because we don't spend enough time in physical survival, which is how we were designed to live. You know, we were designed to plant the garden and go hunting and gather the water. And our, your whole day was spent just keeping yourself alive. And now it's spent, we have a lot of machines doing all that. So where does that energy go? And it goes into more of a mental place and more of an emotional place. And so those same feelings of death or threatened survival feel just as scary and painful without there actually being the physical threat, but it's emotional and mental. Well, it, it is tied to... Well, our emotions are very basic, and they are tied to survival. You know, we have depression, we have anxiety, or I should say we have sadness, and we have worry, and we have these emotions for a reason, and they're letting us know that there's something that we need to be attending to. And even that feeling of being abandoned and, and being rejected it is a signal that there's something you need to attend to, whether it's something that's going on in the relationship or whether it's something that you have brought with you to the relationship. You know, th that is the opportunity, as you said, right? And when we talk about this complexity within the relationship and how it is ever-evolving and you have to find this balance, you know, together all the time, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of investment in order to constantly be adapting to that, right? Finding that balance within a relationship is so difficult and challenging. And then we're also throwing on there, well, you can't be neglecting yourself also in the process. I was just thinking almost always require something external to the relationship to figure it out. You know, and this is why we have the coaching program because we can look at a couple's relationship and we can see where things are out of balance. Right. So if we go back to your stool, right? If I'm a person who makes the stool and there's a stool that's off balance and it's wobbly, I can look at the stool and see where the problem is. But another person might not be able to because they're not the stool maker, right? And so just in the same way, like you take your car to a mechanic, you know there's a problem, something's not working, but you have no idea what to do with it or how to fix it. And so you take it to someone who studies that, who knows that, who's seen it. And for them, within an hour, a couple hours, they can fix the problem. You could sit there in your garage for months on end and never figure it out because it's not what you do. And so, you know, for us, and we study this, it still takes something external, which is why we're constantly reading something or implementing an experience that we've had and bringing it back in and integrating that. And our growth happens like that. Like we'll, we'll decide to create something, right? Right. And when we, in the creation of that thing, we grow. And it, it is that finding that external stuff. And I, I think within the relationship, 
when you hold it inside yourself, first of all, and don't even talk to your partner, you're not going to change anything. And when you talk to your partner and you're having the same conversation over and over again, nothing changes. That's when you know you need that external thing to make that correction and find that balance. And most people, they are resistive to change mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. A change is a, is a very scary thing. It's uncomfortable. And so if you are talking to your partner and, and they're like, I don't want to talk about this, you know, because they're afraid of changing or afraid of the consequences of it, then you are going to definitely get out of balance. And, you know, the thing is that we talk like this, like we're like this conversation we're having Mm -hmm. on the podcast. We talk this way all the time. time. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly looking at things from a different perspective and trying to understand, you know, where we are going what is that future vision and how are we going to do that together? And so it, it takes this level of, of communication in order for couples to figure themselves out and figure both of their, their relationship together. Yeah, when we bump into something, when something happens in our life and whatever plan we have starts to fail... Our first reaction, well, maybe not the first reaction, but <laughs> <laughs> but the reaction that works is, okay, how are we going to do this different and better? How are we, what are we going to do next? Right. Let's change up the vision. Let's really let let's take a step back, look at what we really want. Mm-hmm. And most couples don't do that before they get together, or in the first year of when they're together, or fifteen years later. This idea of, hey, are we still on the same path? What path are we even on? And they didn't really plan anything. And they don't consciously choose their life. And they're not living in the driver's seat of their life. They're just being very reactionary. Right. And then so, you know, like an example of my client is he finds himself more and more committed in this relationship. And now all of a sudden, what do you mean things have to change? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, things were fine. You know, the way that I was doing things was fine, and I don't know why it has to change now. Why do I have to stop what I'm doing, which is, you know, brings me a lot of happiness, to give energy and time to our kid and, and the relationship? That that just sounds crazy, right? Right. It's like if you go back to Aaron and Manya, Aaron didn't change. Right. Why should he make any adjustments? Mm-hmm. Her body's changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she should figure it out. And it just doesn't work that way. It no. is a balancing act. It's a, it's a thing on all three of those legs. Right. It doesn't matter whose issue it is, mm-hmm. right, or whose adjustment it is. It is now an adjustment for the relationship. And it doesn't matter if it was agreed upon before that something was fine. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you can't say, well, you, you said this in the beginning of the relationship, and now you're changing your mind. Well... that's going to happen because we are always evolving as people. We're going to have different perspectives on life as we move through life. You know, if we think back to those days of living in, in the little villages, whatever, more organically, if, if I went out and I was doing my gathering and I found the strawberry patch and I decided to eat all the strawberries and come back without anything, I would have a consequence of that directly to me because if I'm not feeding 
the other people, they'll die and I'm alone, right? From an emotional perspective, if you go out and invest all your time and energy outside of the house, outside of the relationship, and you come home, you don't necessarily feel that direct hit to your person. In fact, you can even numb yourself up enough to also just walk away from the relationship and not feel the hit that the wound I've caused in this other person is actually all is one. It's coming back around. And, and if I don't share my strawberries, they're not going to share their meat or I, I get all the food. I stay alive. They die, whatever. And so that's where I think it gets really tricky in this day and age that what we're not careful with doesn't hurt us. It hurts our partner. And it is that idea of, of abandonment and rejection that we need to feel in order to have that carefulness so that we really want our partner to feel great because when our partner feels good, we get the total benefit of it because they're regulating us, right? Right. You know, you're using the example of the strawberries and like food, right? But we can use the word resources, mm-hmm. right? Because time and energy is is a resource as well. And if you are expending all of your resources and not investing in yourself, right? And also your relationship. Well then, yeah, that it, it's a death sentence, you know, quote unquote death sentence for, you know, the relationship definitely, but then also for yourself too. You know, if if you are spending 80, 90 hours a week on work and you're 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 doing it because you're trying to build up financial resources. Well, you're depleting something else in return. You're depleting the relationship. You're depleting yourself physically, mm-hmm. and and so it's not. You're not really giving, and you're not really finding a healthy balance where the resources are being used in in a healthy way, and then you are also providing back. Yeah, you, we can always tell right in the beginning of you know, meeting a couple because they use words like mine, right? They don't say ours. Right. My bank account and my home, my kids, my house. Right. Yep. And, and, and you don't hear that commonality, the us, what's ours, what's we, you know? And, you know, when you think about that third leg, if that third leg is got a big split down the middle, it could still function, there's just no connection. And then the idea, I think, is to protect yourself so you won't get hurt. But the reality is it already hurts. <laughs> all you're protecting yourself is from the payout. Right. <laughs> which is all the good stuff, which is what really makes a, a great quality life that feels good. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy on this really important topic. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, our online membership called Connections, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, 
Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're really interested in changing your relationship, I'd actually encourage you to take it to the next level and check out our home study course. And that will give you even more of a, a pathway to begin to really work on this with your partner. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thanks for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.